0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: You're listening to After Moore, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin World. Setting our southwest.
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the world-famous Actung Millwall. Delighted to be back with you. And even better, we're, we're talking to you after a win, a big, big win for Millwall, who have turned, what is it, one win in seven, one win in eight, into three back-to-back victories. It's finished Millwall 2, Birmingham City nil. The Lions grinding out a tough two-goal win thanks to a third-minute piece of Jed Wallace sharpness and a beautiful ben thompson uh finish from uh yo you put him johan cory Hutchins. that's me that's next straight away uh, my name's aaron Port. delighted to be back with you joining me this week we've got the uh podfather the daddy himself mr nick hart
3: greetings dear listeners isn't it good to be alive on this day three wins on the spin the hint of promotion talk uh, we never thought we'd see it this season aaron
2: yeah, absolutely. I mean, look how, how things change in this division nick.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a
2: funny old place, the championship. A funny old quagmire. You know, a couple of defeats, you're down there, a couple of wins, you're up there. Say what, I went to watch Bristol City the other night. They were absolute shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a few weeks ago, people were talking about them getting promotion. It turns, it turns
3: so fast. Um, I mean, this has been, we'll go on to the, the game last night. It's been a tough season. Mm. We've had a lot of draws, a lot of um, misfiring forward lines and, you know, uh, lack of goals. It's just so refreshing, even if it is all a bit kind of tenuous to at least have a bit of brightness on the horizon. And I'm just enjoying it. And I say to the Millwall supporters, listen to the show, enjoy it for the moment. You never know how it's going to go. So we'll go over it for the, for the time
2: being. Absolutely. It's time to say a big hi to our uh, our, our king of shopping, our our retail guru himself, <laughs> Mr. Mickey Avery. How are you, pal?
1: I'm very well. And remember, next time you go shopping and you hear the beep, think of the fun you'll be having in the Millwall Club shop.
2: <laughs> Mike, uh, another big win for Millwall, 2-0 over Birmingham. It should have probably been a few more, shouldn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I thought Birmingham were awful um personally i I've, I've thought apart from one maybe two chances they 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 really didn't do anything did they? they they were no real threat um first off especially they they were poor Um they had more possession but possession doesn't always and in this sense sort of get you the points and i just i just think personally when you are playing against teams like that i mean we've got Birmingham we had Birmingham last night we've got Wickham um coming up soon this weekend i believe isn't it um this is the time to get your goal difference, but we can't be too critical. As you say, Aaron, it weren't too long ago that we was on an an awful awful run, and to get what three wins and two draws in five, uh, which is up there with the type of form that that you know Norwich is in and Brentford's in. You can't you can't knock it, can you?
2: See what I I just what one thing I, I find really funny is stuff like that. that, that... Um, by the way, just on a side note, Birmingham, so, so poor, so, so bad. They they are going down very, very, very fast. Interesting to see Ayatol their manager, well... I presume he's still their manager. I mean, at the time of recording, he still is. But their manager yesterday, when when their interview, uh, their post-match interview, he said, uh, do, you, do you feel you can, you know, you can still get the best out of this squad and out of these players? And he stood there and he went, uh, mm, uh, uh, mm. yeah, for like 10, 15 seconds. It was quite the watch. But he
3: must be in a deep, Deep mire there, Aaron. I mean, I don't know the origin of the financial problems at Birmingham. Deep mire?
2: Call it deep shit. Deep shit. (laughs) The deep shit. Uh,
3: You can't tell me, having looked at Birmingham last night, um, I mean, it's not long since they sold us Kifton Belt, Michael Kifton Belt. You can't tell me um, Karanka would have wanted to have lost a player of his quality. They came to scrap last night, didn't they? And they did a, I think they did a job of scrapping with us. Um, I think our our burden was lifted considerably by that early goal um, from a Matt Smith flick-on header, which found Jed, whose persistence, you know, created the chance that, and gave us that early goal, um, which made, you know, made the rest of the game a, a little bit more, um, was the word, a bit, a, a bit more of a relief, really, because at least we were watching a scrap where we're in front rather than a scrap where we're at 0-0 or one goal behind. And I think that made... A lot of difference to us, but no, it must be difficult for a, a, a manager of Karanka's um standard and quality because
2: you're like you're a sinking Well,
3: he comes with a reputation, you know, he, he knows his way around the championship, but I mean, he didn't do a bad job with Middlesbrough, did he? I mean,
2: he... I mean, look, they got promoted as 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 one is up in in what was a, a crap league that year. I mean, Burnley went up with them and Hull went up with them through the playoffs. It, it wasn't, it really wasn't the best of seasons that that season in terms of excitement and and Middlesbrough they didn't play good football I mean no yeah, you, you look no. at it you know the other teams are, are firing 70 80 goals Middlesbrough scored 63 goals that season he's not known for you know his is is sort of attacking football he went to Forest and 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 like sort of got booted there or requested to be released from his contract and and he's gone to Birmingham City uh you know and they're, they're, as a club, they're, they're a complete shit show. But yeah. I mean,
3: you could be the best captain of the ship in the world. I'm trying to think of great captains of the. It could be Horatio Nelson. If you're on the, the captain of the Titanic, you're going to sink anyway as much as. Um... You know, as somebody who doesn't know one end is aft from his, from his, from his ports, you know? Um, so I think, I feel sorry for him in that sense, because the club are clearly, clearly in trouble. And then they're a reasonable size name in the game. They're gonna, they look like they're on, on the same kind of path that we're seeing with Wigan who are, you know, near the foot of, of league one at the moment and Bolton obviously languishing in league two. So they look like they're on that kind of road to nowhere. So to, to that level, I feel some measure of sympathy for him. Um, they, they they certainly came to try and rough us up i think they would have their game plan didn't involve being one goal down because then you can rough us up and look to nick a goal and get in front as it was they did need to um you know do better up front than they actually did There was only a couple of chances for the whole game i just made a note of the I middle mean, a chance in in on 11 minutes and then one a couple of saves from djukovic um in in the 64th minutes so that's that's not much to I'll show really for a, a fair amount of possession is it good
2: player Good player Lucas. I I I like jukovic
1: This goes back to what you were saying though with with, with the squad and, and the manager. I mean you've got um Dukovic up front who's a good player. Hogan up front as well we were a few years ago. Everyone was was um, saying how good he was. I would have had him at Millwall a few years ago. But yeah, yeah, he's 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 a good player. But the but the thing is is that like everyone's saying you're saying about Karanka there, Aaron. Birmingham have been on this slide for a few seasons now. It wasn't that long ago that Darren Clark, I remember footage of him running up and down the touchline when they scored a the last minute Lee Clark, goal Lee of the division. Of... Lee Clark, Lee Clark, Down Clark, he's a golfer. Why would he be running up and down no, that's right, that's Yeah. But, um sorry, uh, Lee Clark, yeah. But you know, so so that there is obviously, obviously a problem at this club. And I don't think you can put it all down to Karanka, but he just isn't getting the anything out of this team. They don't they don't seem to want to play for the club do they I I didn't see anything there from Birmingham that sort of showed any sort of passion or desire to try and get in the game or, or or Well, we never looked in any I mean, danger,
3: Michael, did we? we? never looked any danger. No, no, no,
1: danger. no, it's um, exactly. And, and and I think the only moments you could see was was the handball where um, at the time I thought it smashed him in the face and killed him. So it's good acting from the bloke who led it off the line. But um, but also the two-footed hack down of Ben Thompson from behind. That was the only moments of passion or any fire I saw from Birmingham. If I was a Birmingham fan, I'd be very, very worried.
3: Oh, deeply, deeply worried. I mean, I, I thought that Birmingham were... Uh it was it was the kind of fixture that a while ago we would have struggled to beat the kind this kind of team and you know
2: point,
3: it, we we millwall as a club has never been great at scratching out these kinds of results we 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 seem to rise to the occasion against the big clubs against the on the big night occasions we all know the ones we're talking about but it's this kind of grindy midweek average to poor side that've just come to to scrap for it as as we've said already and those are the games where we've, we've traditionally struggled, and, and I just thought it was a real um, tribute on a night where we didn't look, you know, we weren't playing flowing football, we weren't looking brilliant. Um, I think Rowett described the, the team as poor afterwards, or the performance as poor, rather. And I think I agree with him. But to carve out um, a win from such unpromising circumstances and keep the run going, it's, it's momentum. It's this, um, you know, it's catching the imagination of the watching. I follow. Um, thousands or millions. I don't know how many people probably not millions, probably gonna be thousands, isn't it? Um, because we are now in with an outside shout at the certainly the top top half of the table. Cardiff, I think in seventh, only two points in front of us. I know there are clubs between us and Cardiff, but to have that as a even the remotest prospect is just wonderful on the back of a season where it's been so tough for us. And you have to say the uh, the squad is, you know, is it a full stretch because of injury. So we mustn't get too carried away. But um, you know, to, to, to get to this stage in such a season, I think, is is a is a marvellous achievement so far. We've still got work to do, but well done to to Gary Rabbit and 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 the, the whole squad for, for getting us to this point now.
2: Yeah, fair play. You know what, they've turned it around, I feel. Um
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, his job was in trouble, Aaron, wasn't it? I mean, I, I, there, there was a point where the performances were dire, the draws were becoming a, a road, you know, like an endless road stretching off into the distance. Yeah. And draws and draws. No one was was seeming to buy into his, his his whatever system it was, and you know, I think many many clubs, as we, we've seen already, is it Bristol sacked their manager this this week?
2: Um, yeah, you know I, mean? I was there when 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 they did. They were. They were so bad though, Bristol City, and you know what? Bristol City and Millwall completely—they're very different clubs. Bristol City's owner is is from the the city. He's ploughed a lot of money into not just the club but Bristol sport on a whole, which um, you know they they have like a rugby arm and a basketball right. and stuff yeah. like that. And you know he's really really ploughed money into the city in general rather than just, you know, sort of the club. And if you look at their consistent investment, they're spending big money on big, big names and they're, they're going out. And if you look at this, what they, they should have really done better. He sat their manager, Lee Johnson, in the summer and and said, oh, well, you know, he can't get us sort of, you know, into into the playoffs. He, he can't do it. And and so we need to move on and find someone else. They brought in Dean Holden. It was a cheap experiment and it never worked And now. You know, the owner phoned up BBC Radio Bristol on Monday and uh, before the game, <laughs> and, and 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 insisted on doing sort of a, a, an interview, um, okay. uh, and and sort of talked about how the club's in a relegation scrap now.
3: Moments like that are always, um, you know, insightful when owners start to resort to phone ins. You know, there's a problem, don't you? No, I, I thought last night was a real, um, a real step forwards because to come away with a two 0 win over such a such a tough side to beat, they were there to, to try and out us and you know the tackle that michael mentioned earlier was an awful tackle I, I, I was amazed it didn't get a red card um and the the commentary team max and carl made the point that if the fans had been in the den they would have gone absolutely berserk at that you know that, a tackle on ben thompson in front of the, low, the west lower they would have been baying for for, for blood afterwards but in the cold atmosphere of an empty den, somehow some some tackles like that are, are, are kind of tolerated, you if know. If
2: fans have been in the den over the past few weeks, Nick, then I think the club would have picked up more points.
3: Well, it would have produced momentum. I mean, we, you know, it's, it's very hard. And this is another point just to, to say well done to to the squad and gary Rowett, because we all know where we would got to you know the the debates with whether the what whether we should be entertained or whether it's about results or should we do we have a right to demand entertainment all of that kind of thing you you, you build momentum by winning games and they've done that i turned it around in very very tough circumstances and that's that's to be acknowledged i, I think um i mean the, the goal was the opening goal was was crucial it was a great bit of Sniffer work. I don't know what the modern term. There's probably some modern expression for fox in the box or whatever you want to call it. But um sniffer. Work. sniffer. There used to be an Alan Clark in the 70s was known as sniffer because he could sniff out chances, and that was Jed Wallace pursuing a poor pass back to the goalkeeper and, and just pursuing it, you know, and that 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 the ball went in the net as a result. And that's some players don't pursue chances like that, and some do and Jed does, and that's 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 what he that's who he is so I think to to work that in the opening minutes probably took a bit of a if I certainly felt a bit of a burden relief from my shoulders how about you Michael are you feeling relieved after that first goal were you fearing for the next 98 minutes or so uh, um, sorry. um
1: sorry. It's, it's always tough scoring so early um and managing to keep hold of it, no matter what side you are, because you've automatically done a kind of uh, thing with the opposition where they're a bit like, well, it ain't going to get much worse, we're losing, we might as well go a bit gung-ho. So I feel like five, ten minutes, I was a little bit like, well, let's see how this goes. But no, after that, after that five, ten minutes, I like like I've said a couple of times, Burnham just didn't offer anything. Um, I did, well, I was happy with how early we scored, not just because of the fact we scored, but It's just that we've always struggled, haven't we, to really have anything in that final third or or really make chances. And I know it was a bit of a half chance that Jed done well to chase down, but you've got to take these opportunities when they're giving you on the plate, haven't you? The way that Birmingham are playing, the way the manager is, it's also that psychological edge. They're they're, they're a goal down in two minutes. They're a poor side who are looking downwards. The manager, as you say, Aaron, doesn't really seem to have much belief in them, like it may, maybe publicly he's, he's not hiding it well. They've not got the, they've, they've clearly not got the ability to pull themselves out of it and they're a goal down in two minutes. So the the, the, the mental side of it from, from the off was, was was incredible,
2: wasn't it really?
3: Yeah, I, I, th- I think, um, I mean, there, there were times in the first half where I thought we might be in for a flaky night from the defence um, and there were moments where players were falling over and I noticed Ben fell over and Ryan Woods fell over. The surface mightn't be the easiest to to keep your, your your footing, although other players seem to be able to do it. So I feared a little bit the uh, in the, about midway through the half we we seemed to go a bit off the boil and we did seem to um, just be letting Birmingham get into the game. We were sitting back. Maybe one of the problems of starting Matt Smith is that you you know you don't have that kind of ability to press from the front that um, we, we do do very well when 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 we when we play that way. But the the second goal was critical, and I must admit, I love seeing our central defenders like we were saying about jake cooper getting forwards and to see uh, sean hutchinson get forwards and play a absolutely beautiful cross i mean you know from a central defender to put such a pit an inch perfect ball into the danger zone of the of the opposition goal for ben to to tap home it's just a wonderful sight these are the moments that lift your spirits boys and this is what football's for isn't it this is this is why you go and watch it for those those Moments of sheer beauty.
2: Absolutely, Nick. Absolutely. Um, some praise for Alex Pierce, sir, before we move on. Well, I thought just to,
3: I mean, obviously the, the loss to of Jake, um, we don't know how bad that's going to be. I haven't seen anything this morning to say if how badly he's injured, but um, he has had previous with his shoulder being dislocated. And to see him leave the pitch is never a good sight so to step into a difficult situation it was a battle last night you know we've mentioned Djukovic already he was there to um throw his weight around and to go into that situation and and hold the ground hold, hold out and and to you know sort of get the night out with with no goals conceded um P- pierce gets a lot of um Knocking online, and I've I, you know I've I've not been far behind, and on occasion. So I think you should be quick to praise if you you know if you're going to be critical, you should be quick to praise in turn. And I thought he did well last night to step into what was a difficult situation and big boots to fill. So um, I thought it's just worth saying, well done, Alex Pierce, because it's, he's an easy player to 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 have a dig at because of his you know sometimes his pace lets him down. But um, that was a big job he did last night. Would you agree with that, Michael? Do you think he he, he did a job?
1: Yeah, and, and I thought he he slotted back in quite seamlessly, didn't he? Um, he did. He, yeah. he, did, he did he did the work, he did the job. Yes, he he sort of turns um, like a JCB um, down a tight alleyway sometimes when he needs to, and, and he doesn't have the doesn't have the pace that he he, he probably once had. Um, but yeah, he, he did well. It it was a very job done from Alex Pierce, wasn't it? It was no messing around um i need to sort of step in do do what needs to be done and then to go on from there um, what you were saying again with uh, jake cooper uh, um is interesting and yes it'll be interesting to see how long he's out for but the problem you've got with uh dislocated shoulders and shoulder injuries they're they're, they're the type that always sort of seem to recur don't they yeah but, um yeah. i mean I, I know this was quite quite soon after when he originally done it but you you do you do get a lot of cases with people when they do dislocate shoulders that it does become a little bit more susceptible to happening. Hopefully, I'm not putting a downer on Jake Cooper already and saying that it's going to happen every other week, but it'll certainly be one that we'll need to monitor over the next few games. But yeah, he, he did well enough. I think Hutchinson as, as well, we've got to give a mention to him because obviously yeah. he was training. Johan no, Cruyff, I've called him. Yeah, yeah Johan Cruyff, actually. it was a great cross. I mean, that that you see the replays of it again, it's a fantastic cross. But defensively, he was superb again. And some people, I think it was um, Rawit said online, didn't he? I think it was Jake Sanders said uh, that Rawit mentioned he's probably been the best player all season, Sean Hutchinson. And he's certainly up there, isn't he, player of the year?
3: He's a consistent player. I also want to mention George Evans, who's come seamlessly into the side um, and is looking like he's been there. A bit like Kifton Belt when he came into, the, in, into the, the team recently. They both have this air of having been there for a lot longer than they actually have been. You know, I thought he did a really good job last night, George Evans. So, so well done to him. Um, Marlon also um, was out of favour not so long ago. Um, he's now looking like a play, the player that we we remember Marlon being previously. You know, he went a little bit off, um, off the boil for whatever reason. Uh, Danny Mack coming back from Scotland seems to have been the kick up the backside that he perhaps he needed. He's certainly looking much much more refreshed and like the marlon Romeo we we um you know we we know and love um i also want to mention scott malone if i can boys because i, I sometimes think scott malone is a bit of a is an easy player to forget and yet he does offer a lot that he's, he's putting a performance after performance and i think that he's been a critical factor in recent results you know and so i just want to mention those two players actually malone and romeo because i think they're both in their respective ways, doing very, very well for us. I've,
2: I've never understood how Scott Malone hasn't sort of gone to a club and just become like a mainstay because I think he's a very, very good fullback. If you look, he's shifted clubs. And I think personally, this is probably the best form and the best in terms of performances he, he's, he's been in since maybe his season at Fulham where he was unreal. He was so, so good at Fulham. Yeah. Um. Obviously, he had spells at Huddersfield and was another club. Derby. Did he go to Bournemouth? No, he was at Derby. He was at Derby. Oh. Huddersfield and Derby in between. And I think um, you know, you know, whatever happened there happened. But this is a player that's moved on a lot in his career. He's played in a lot of places, lived in a lot of places. Maybe, just maybe he's he's found a home. I just hope that we don't get to the summer and it's like, well, Wayne really wants him back, you know, because that'd be quite annoying. That will yeah be.
3: I, th- I think scott malone like like many um many players over the years finds the den as his his theater it's it's an odd thing some players just flourish at the den when they and, and then they move on to other places and they don't quite make it in the way they did i'm thinking i don't know why i've got zach whitbread in my mind but he, he was at his best at the den never seemed to quite hit the heights elsewhere you know some players just um Come into their own. I think Scott might be in in that category. I, mean, I know he's played at other places and, and, and at a high level, played in the Premier League, is not he? But I just think that, that the den is 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 his stage, and um, perhaps he's understanding that or accepting that in some way. Now he's certainly looking good this season. I, I, I like the look of him. Um, a player, I just wanted to mention, chaps, and um, see what you think of him. Is a player that. I've, he was described as an enigma um uh, as mason bennett oh, is it? he is enigmatic sometimes he looks sometimes he's good and sometimes he's not and you can't you never quite know what you're going to get from him i'm, I'm, I'm the jury remains out on mason for me a little bit but i don't yet i want to like him
1: do you know what funny enough you literally took the words out of my mouth because i was looking at this um i was looking at this team lineup um and mason bennett was there and And yeah, he's got that interesting stat, hasn't he? That he's only played 90 minutes in only a handful of games. And I know he got a bit of stick in the first half. I saw some people tweeting about what he was doing and that kind of thing. And I think he actually brought some good energy to the half. I think the first half was very difficult to get flowing, to get going. And, And he was up and down the pitch pretty well. Mason Bennett is one of these players who I personally think, when it goes well... And if you can keep him consistent, he would be arguably one of the first names on the team sheet because I do mm. think, on his day, he is that good. But it's like you say, it's it's the it's the enigma. I I think it could be an element of where he probably is so injury prone. Maybe he he's not even mentally not able to give a hundred percent every week because he's worried that he'll get injured. I mean, I think Michael Owen was similar. <laughs> comparing Mason Bennett to Michael Owen, but <laughs> he 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 said at one point. Um, Towards the latter end of his career, I believe that you know he he wasn't sure about whether he could do these kind of runs again, and that obviously sort of held him back. So I think if he can obviously just get over these issues with with his injuries or 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 any potential mental block he, he may or may not have, then we'd see the real Mason Bennett because there is talent there, isn't there? And and he does seem like he wants to to give it some when he does come on, and he does seem like he likes it at Millwall. But you're right, it is it is an enigma.
4: Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
0: You're listening to After
2: I asked a
3: question online. I'm just having a quick look as we're talking now about the Matt Smith debate, as I I put it, whether he should start or is he an impact sub. I'm just going to tell you the latest, the latest figures. And I'll make this sound as though I had it right to hand. Here it is. Um, So 22% of posters, uh, 112 votes. So it's about 20 people say Matt should start and 78%, the overwhelming majority of these who have taken part my Twitter poll say he's an impact sub. I love Matt Smith. I think he's a great, great player, but I am increasingly drawn to the, the half reality. He's probably best coming off the bench for about half an hour to go rather than starting. Um, he's a natural goal scorer, and we've lacked that all season. And it was his flick that produced the chance for, for Jed to you know, take the burden from our shoulders with that early goal last night. But we just don't play as well with him collectively, with him in the side, as we do when he's coming into the game later. So how do you see it, Aaron? Do you see? Do you like Max Smith?
2: Impact sub, impact sub. Where where he's like, you know, sort of like you know the, the tank, like the warhorse. Yeah. Thing. Like you just imagine just sort of like a wall crumbling, like and just the <laughs> tank just driving through. That is what Matt Smith is. I mean, my my favorite thing is where he runs onto a pitch, and and I've seen it like fifteen times a then. Runs onto the pitch, heads into an area, challenges someone and then holds his back like a pregnant woman. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, just like holds his lower back going, oh yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. you're like, yes, go on, man. But, you know, he's, he's effective. It's not a case of where, whether we like him or not. He's very, very effective in what he does. And when you've got, you know, a, a, a group of players who are, you know, <sighs> impotent in front of goal. Yeah, yeah. You know, literally, they are firing blanks left, right and centre. Like the territorials. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's good to have an option like that. It's good to have an option. I think we got the sense that Gary Rout was trying to play a different style. But the yep. thing is, you've got to use what you've got, and especially in this season where people aren't spending money. They're not willing to do different things. They're not willing to go out and recruit as heavily. Who knows? In another season, maybe Millwall would have got another striker in January. But, you know, this is an extraordinary season. It's an extraordinary time. And they've got someone there at six foot six, and however many stone he is can, can really, you know, make an impact in a very, very physical league. I'm not sure about the start, but I think him up top coming on, he can cause real problems. And I like the problems he causes
3: i agree i mean one of the few things that birmingham did do well last night was actually manage matt smith because they knew he was well, they saw him starting so um they managed to you know rather than challenge him in the air they were picking up all of the the, the knock-ons the flick-ons they just had men around him which negated the the high advantage because we didn't you know we didn't have the players there and they did so i just think that we saw probably the the failings of matt smith starting last night I mean, what do you say, Michael? Do you you see him as a starter? Do you see him as an impact sub? Um, Most seem to see him as a sub. Do you you agree?
1: Um, A few points I will make, if you don't mind, about Mm. Matt Spiff. One, I would keep him as an impact sub, um, but I'd give him more than the sort of five, ten minutes he he had been getting, you know, like um, I think before Reading it was only giving him... I think it was against Bournemouth or, or recently. He was only given like four minutes or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 90, 90 um, minutes plus So you've time. got yeah. to give yeah. him more time.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you've got to give him more time there. Um, I think, like Aaron says as well, um, I think if you are going to start Matt Smith, then yeah, start him in games like this and against Wickham where you know, um, you know, he could get some game time and to try something different. But one thing I will say about Matt Smith is... Uh, the, he just he just oozes confidence, doesn't he? Even when he does come on for like a couple of minutes here or a couple of minutes there, he just comes on and he gets on with it. He's not sort of like shy, he's not sort of like on edge. Especially with that Reading game. I'm not I'm not sort of saying it, but when he came on as a sub against Reading, didn't he? And he just he just sort of owned the situation. His chest was out, he, he knew what he needed to do. And then lo and behold, a couple of minutes later, he buries it in the top corner. So I, I don't think um, things like confidence are an issue with Matt Smith. I would just give him a bit more time than just a few minutes at the end because he he does make an impact. He he does change games. And he even if you panic. have to go to boring in route one, punt the ball up to him, he causes panic. And you can see defenders don't like defending No, they him. don't, no. Um,
3: I, I think they can manage him more easily when he's on the pitch from the very start, like Birmingham did last night. Others, us, others will also be able to do that. But you're right to point out the... The, the time he was given at Reading, the impact he had at Reading because he you know he was he was given some time he he came on and he and he scored the crucial goal. He does know he does know the, the the where the where the net lies and even last night the 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 penalty shout which I thought in real time I didn't think it was a penalty. It was only until I've seen the the the, um, the screenshots that people have put online after the game and, and today where it, you know it clearly hits the uh, is it Hardy Dean whose, whose hand it hit yeah. I thought in real time, it looked like it hit his face. So, you know, the angle that we saw I I followed it looked like it hit his face, but it did hit his, his hand. So there we are. But that was a great chance to get that on target by Matt Smith. I know it, the talk was all about the penalty, whether we should or shouldn't have had it. And you can, you can talk about, um, the speed of the incident, but to get that chance on goal. You know we we've we, we we've lacked strikers all season that that can can know where the target is and Matt Smith knows where it is and, and that was a great effort on on target by Matt and that's what I like about him. I just I think probably in fairness it, it will need more time, game time, um whether as a starter but probably more as as the impact sub that we're we're all we're all talking about. So there we are. Three wins from three and now just two points from seventh place Cardiff City. Is it a viable... Is it? Is it a goer, chaps? Is this thing... Are we dreaming
2: in folly? Or is it? Is it... Is it, is it I, 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 I say we shouldn't even talk about it, mate, because every time we do, we fuck it <laughs> up. Every time we do, Nick... I'll delete that. It, fuck it up. I wouldn't even bother. We'll delete it. We'll delete it in that I won't case. I wouldn't even bother. Um... I'll tell you what, though. Young uh, Mickey Hayden, Michael Hayden, has, has been in touch. Um, should we have a listen to what he's got to say? Let's
3: go to Michael. Achtung,
4: Jerry Scalak here, enjoying another three points with a very refreshing can of San Miguel. Um not a pretty game, was it? Um, and I think that's probably what we expected from Birmingham. Um it was a bit of a scrap at St Andrews in that nil nil draw earlier in the season. Um we were fortunate to get that gift in the opening two minutes. Um didn't they look nervous? You can tell they're a they're a team really struggling for confidence, and that's probably why they're down at the bottom of the table. Um and it was quite fortunate because it was a really Poor half overall. I, I don't think we played very well. It was extremely um, scrappy, and we do get that sometimes, don't we? When we play these sides who are quite sort of quite physical, and you know, will stick men behind the ball, we don't necessarily you know create very much. And I think we definitely saw that, you know, in the first half. And and I think Birmingham's performance actually reminded me a little bit of some of Millwall's when we were in that really bad run. You know, huffing and puffing quite a lot, but never really. Um, getting into good areas and and obviously making good chances. And and they seem to be a bit like that tonight. But um, we definitely improved in the second half, which was good to see. Um, And certainly scored a very deserved second in the end. And, you know, what a ball from Hutchinson. I mean, he's not the most composed sort of centre half, not known for his ball playing abilities, but for a run down the right and that ball in for Thompson to put away was... An excellent goal um, by us. Strange refereeing performance tonight. Um, A couple of moments specifically, Thompson getting hacked down from behind and studded up the calf. I mean, that's two or three red cards, let alone one. And then the one on the line for the penalty shout from Matt Smith. Um, I initially thought it just hit him straight in the face. I mean, Smith hit it so hard, It it was difficult to see. So I'm just assuming, you know, the ref maybe saw that. But then, you know, if you're that close to the action, you can see the defender put his hands up. But also what was a bit strange is Smithy didn't really appeal. So I think if he'd have made a big deal out of it, um, maybe we'd have got a pen there. But, um yeah, it wasn't to be. And in the end, I guess it didn't really matter. But um, things are certainly still, still picking up. I mean, you know, we're on a really good run of form again now. It's uh, really promising to see little bit worried about some of the injuries we've got I mean you know lost Cooper tonight so let's hope he's not out for, for too long but if we keep you know picking up these points and wins you know let's see where we get to this season um maybe sixth place isn't off the cards and um, I think I'll end that voice message uh, on that note but uh, I will see you at Wembley listeners
0: Achtung. Mid-bine.
4: There you go, Michael Hayden, with us
2: on uh, the Real Millwall Fan Show. Um, Nick, let's have a look at, at social media. Gary Rowett saying, "I'm pleased with the result, but it was a poor performance in many ways on the ball." The Colonel has uh, has been tweeting as well. Do you know the Colonel? The Colonel Saunders, Jake. Yeah, J- Jake Saunders, the Colonel. Uh, <laughs> that Jukovic tackle on Thompson really is disgusting. I'm yeah. for an old-fashioned strong challenge, but looks like he's gone out to purposely hurt him. Scandalous! That isn't a red.
3: I agree with Jake, and I found it intriguing. After the one of the comments I didn't copy into our notes was um, Gary Rowett, not kind of not quite. Um, it wasn't so. I, I suppose he's not going to say what Jake's saying there. That's 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 bold journalist talk, and um, Rowett can't really come out and say that. He can't say that another player set out to hurt another professional. Um, but it, it was it was quite um, I can't remember the exact words of that. But it, it, the, what I took from that was that if Birmingham do go down, as seems likely, then we might be amongst the suitors for um, um hand, you know, in in the summertime. Which um, you know I could be wrong, and I might have um, be adding two and two and making five there. But I just took it that he might be a player of interest to to Gary Rowett. Um, he's certainly a physical centre forward. I'm not sure about what he gives us that Matt Smith doesn't. Is he more mobile in in, in your view, um, Aaron, than the safe?
2: Yeah, good player, good Smith? player. Uh, a bit more mobile than, than Matt Smith, but, you know, a lot of people are more mobile than Matt Smith, Nick.
3: Fascinating point from that railway, though. Um, didn't condemn it in quite such harsh terms as Jake. and I, but I agree with Jake, it was an awful challenge. and could really have hurt Ben Thompson there, Michael. Do
2: you agree?
1: Oh, yeah, so it was a poll but there's no two ways about it. It was an appalling tackle. It was one of those where, if you was on a Sunday League pitch and sort of, you did that to someone, you'd probably expect a right hander from there from the other team's captain because it really, really was a poor tackle. There's no intention for the ball there, and he's just gone straight, straight through him. And, and you could see the reaction from Hutchinson and um, and yeah. Pierce, wasn't it? Who, yeah, who went up to the yeah. referee at, at the time of the incident? And I thought it I mean, was a red. I thought that. I thought that. Oh, yeah, I, I, how can that? How can that not be a red card? He, he's he's basically grinded his studs down the back of his legs from behind when the ball's not even there. Just, in full view of the referee. That.
3: I mean, I can, yeah. I can actually forgive the referee not giving the penalty because in real time it you needed a good few views of it to to get that shot of the hand and in real time it wasn't so obvious. So I I can I can accept that although you know the penalty would have been lovely, but not to Uh-oh. give a red there I, I thought was shocking.
2: Are we not back at a point now where we have to sit back and say that Ben Thompson needs to bulk up a bit? He does. Um,
3: I think he, you know, I, I, I think he's got work to do, Ben, um, which, and he's, you know, he's probably quite advanced in his career to be saying this about, though, Aaron, because it was interesting talking to Billy's dad, Billy Mitchell's dad, the other day. He said that Billy's taken the time out of the game to bulk up, to get in the gym, do the work, and he's going to come back as a stronger player on the ball. And I think you're right. I think Ben... Ben's physical stature, um, he's he keeps he seems to topple over a lot, and that's you know that's that's a problem. I think you're probably right. I think the the game does belong to the you know the, those that have the physicality, doesn't it?
2: For me, I just think he'd be an even better player. And I, I bring it back to a point I made the other week about someone like Lee Tomlin. He gets a lot of shit for you know carrying a bit of timber sometimes, but fuck me, he's a very very good player. Yeah, he's he's someone who can change a game and who can, who can, you know, just really offer something. And one thing I always find frustrating is when you you watch Ben, you see Ben, you see him get knocked off the ball or or just, you know, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. bullied. Bullied is a is a tough word to use, but just a... Just outmatched, know, outmatched, outmatched. Yeah, physically. outmuscled. Out, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, Nick. Absolutely, you're right, mate. I just think he maybe needs to 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 sort of just bulk up a little bit, you know, uh, uh, get a bit stronger and, and a bit more streetwise, if you like. It'll be an interesting summertime. I mean, obviously, we've still got a, a
3: drama to play out this season, but it's going to be an interesting summertime when I think Gary Rout will be looking to, you know, to examine these kinds of areas. And I think that will be one area that he needs to look at.
2: Yeah. Um, LP, long-time listener, lads, going to hit you with an early one post Birmingham, We played better football with Matt Smith. Without Matt Smith on the pitch, thought we were second best for a lot of the game. And then when our target man was taken off, we started to play through the thirds. Uh, thanks for the message, LP, mate. Yeah, do you know what, like, it's a funny one, because when Millwall, the games when Millwall play through thirds, as you say, and they, they play good, attractive, clean, on-the-deck football, um, they don't seem to be an end result, and we get frustrated. And then you sit there and you watch a game and you think, fuck, I really wish they'd bring Matt Smith on. And, and, <laughs> and around the luck. circle uh, we go, do we? <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it's a vicious circle, mate. It's a real, real vicious circle. <laughs> absolutely. Phil Clark, uh, tonight was a bit shaky, but two, three of the four prior games we've played more purposely. You think Gary Rout felt obliged to start Smith tonight, but wasn't, in my opinion, in the right call, but he should be getting 35. Well, oh, yeah. You know, lot. look, I, 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 I can appreciate the fact that uh, Matt Smith started, and the reason he started, I believe, is because if you look at that Birmingham defence, you know, and, and the way they they set up to play, they're, they're physical. They they need something different. You need to play over the top against yeah, them. Yeah, you sure. can't be trying to play through them um, because they'll they'll again they'll just try and two foot you and break your face. You know it's just it's just not very good. Uh Matt Richards said scrappy game in general, not a good performance. Midfield was poor, sat back too much, win backs, didn't get forward. Fucking hell, you complain a lot, don't you, Matt? But took our chances <laughs> and um possibly should have had a penalty. We won, we won the game. We're exactly, we man, fuck me, have a beer. Just we're
3: we're on. on the brink of a playoff. We're we're on a know. playoff tilt. <laughs> <laughs> i know um, I, I, I sometimes find with these kinds of shows and uh, you know you, you do fall into this trap of you know you've got to try and be balanced but you know i, I keep coming back to this point i don't want to be like mr positive mr bright uh, bright side or whatever the, the, you want to put it but we are on the brink of a we, we've done a huge thing here you know we're actually now on the, we're going into march probably with, with an outside run and that's that's quite amazing so i think we do need to all chill and have a netflix and chill i think that's probably what this of-
2: do you know what netflix and chill is well, do you know what? I, I, I
3: learned. I learned because my daughter, for my sixtieth birthday, listeners bought me a, a pack of millennial sayings, and I've heard Netflix and chill. And I always thought it sounded very mundane. I thought it sounded like having a cup of Ovaltine and watching um, Last of the Summer Wine or something, you know, um, on 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 the on a playback. And then I learned learned out the full, sordid truth of what it does really mean. I, I, I must say, it still sounds a bit mundane to me. <laughs>
1: Jesus,
3: so, yeah, I do know now.
1: I was going to say, before he found out what well, it was, ne- Nick never had Netflix. First, was <laughs> give a sign-up for a new uh, subscription to it.
2: Yeah, exactly. I follow for... and chill. I don't know. He's still <laughs> looking for the chill element of it. That's the thing. Um, application... <laughs> I, follow, I follow and
1: chill with Carl Bates. <laughs> App...
2: <laughs> Applications uh, to, to, to Netflix and chill with Nick are now being taken. Uh, you can you can email us. You can. I'm switch. just
3: thinking. I follow and chill. Aaron would have, like you'd just be getting on down, and suddenly that husky advert would come in, wouldn't it? <laughs> 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 or Wait. the one the one with Mbappe. You know that's sick. That one.
2: You know. Yeah, amongst like you know, ignore Ignore the snowball. to guy in
1: the boot, love.
2: Oh, there, dear. There, there, there you are going hammer and tong, and like the camera pants to an advert of Dean Wilson funeral director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, he incidentally,
3: can I, can I just mention iFollow?
2: Um, because we, we
3: it's been said a few times recently, I must say again, I don't know, it has no you know, no one's going to listen to us, but still, the, the, the production values of iFollow are poor. I mean, the pre match leading, um, Max and, and Carl actually, I, I I think their content is good listening to a conversation but you know in the the kind of prelims of the game then they just stick an advert on like across across the conversation it's like the very worst um lowest cheapest channels that you can find where no one actually bothers about what's being shown they just stick an advert for your local um curry house or something in there you know it's it's just really poor given that you're paying a tenner for this service i just think i follow i'd
2: I'd love if there was some real shit local adverts in there like Come to come to uh uh Walworth <laughs> kebab house, you know, and you'd be like, Yeah, great, Or like but you, you know, know, you know what I mean, Aaron. I mean, there's some channels halfway through a film, you just suddenly lurch
3: into an advert with no thoughts to the, to the dramatic scene that you're watching, you know, all but Albany Road massage. Oh, scene. it's poor, you <laughs> know? I, I mean, what's poor is that those channels you watch them for nothing other than the fact you're paying for your Sky sub, I suppose, but anyway, you know what I mean. But you're paying you're physically paying 10 pounds to watch I Follow, and they just stick. Adverts in the amongst preliminary pre-match show. I'd
2: love it if they were targeting though. That's the thing. If they were good quality targeted adverts, then 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 I'd I'd go for it. But yeah, if they're just generic shit, then nah, I'm not. sure they can do better. But
3: they don't bother.
2: They can. They can. They can. Um, chaps, I reported on this incident the other night on on the radio. Uh, Sky Sports News referee uh, Darren Drysdale yeah. has apologised. He's been charged as well. whatever Does that he? Means after squaring up to and pressing heads against uh, Alan Judge in the nil-nil draw with Northampton. I mean, look, let's be fair. It's a fucking Ipswich game. It was nil-nil with Northampton. Northampton, (laughs) that was the best part of the whole game. It's incredible he's got that excited. I've never seen
3: anything like that. Have you seen anything like that in your time, Michael? I've never seen anything to match that with a referee getting drawn into
1: something. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I was shocked. I mean... It, it, it kind of takes you back to that sort of Zidane thing, doesn't it? When he hit like, the other fellow, it's like, what must he have said? What's he said to him? It, I hopefully he didn't say anything about his mum, which was the excuse that Zidane used. But um, I don't know. Well, I, yeah, no, was, you, you don't expect refs to do that. Apparently, no, he's apparently he's armed forces. referee. Well, yeah, I mean, clearly he's got to take
3: his medicine. You can't have a referee squaring up to a player. That, that's that's he's, he's he's there as the the rule enforcer, and, and that's not what you do so you can't dodge that and if he's put his face in the other guy's face he's losing it and that's that's you know that's that's not acceptable but then there's a big but for me Aaron and I think that people this is a one football is a strange sport it's like a one-way street where players can feel they can say all sorts of abuse to a referee we, we you know all sorts of things in football are tolerated that don't shouldn't be tolerated in other walks of life but particularly abuse to all referees there's a, I don't know what the the player judge said but he seems to be part and part of this mentality that says you can say what you like to the referee, but he mustn't say anything back to you because what, you're some special breed of person called a footballer. You know, it's not tolerated in rugby. It's not tolerated in, in other sports. I think in cricket and I know certainly having watched um, US baseball, any, any abuse towards the umpire gets you slung straight out of the game. That's it. You're gone. Um, but football has a culture that somehow accepts it as part and part of the game. And, you know, the answer in my opinion, it comes from the top. The games authorities need to say that if you, you know, we've all seen some some mayors of referees, so, you know, emotions will run high. But equally, if you're going to dish it out, you've got to be prepared to to take it. And, you know, referees can enforce the laws of the game by showing yellow cards and second yellow cards if it comes to it. But they, they seem very reluctant to do that. Maybe that's just a, a football culture thing. I don't know.
2: Who knows, mate? Who knows? Anyway, let's see what happens to uh, Darren Dry. Let's see how he gets on. Yeah. Uh moving swiftly on. Nick, do you do you want to run the track, pal? Yeah, we haven't done this for ages,
3: listeners, but we're gonna run the uh, the old club shop intro track and I'm gonna hand over to Mr. Michael Avery for the Millwall Executive Snoot. Is it Snoot or Snood, Michael?
2: You know you know, Michael, I still don't read your emails. I refuse to read your, your pre club shop emails because I just love the element of surprise, as you can tell by oh. the
1: Oh, you'll love this. You'll love this. Are are, are you ready then? Are we ready? Are ready to go? It's back, ladies and gentlemen. So winter is nearly finished. Spring is nearly here and Storm Darcy has passed. So why not celebrate by logging onto the Millwall Club Shop Online to get yourself a Millwall Executive Snoop to keep your neck and face toasty. In the traditional colour of Millwall Grey, this amazing purchase is just one pound more than the ridiculously coloured blue and white Millwall Crest Neck Snoop. And that extra pound will have those looking at you in awe as you take your seat as alongside those in the executive box with a piece of cloth wrapped around your throat that resembles a sow item that you'd find at the bottom of TK Maxx's bargain bin. Also, as this item is only two pence more than the lowest shipping offers, the delivery charge for this item is a fantastically cheap... Are you ready, Aaron? Yeah, go on. Delivery charge of £6.25.
2: What if you live, like, next door? <laughs>
3: It's an horrible Click looking thing, Michael. I mean, I'm just looking at the picture of it. it, it you know, it's, it's a snood, listeners. I think uh, you might say snood. I oh, say Nick, snood. It's, it's an executive, executive snood. snood. It's an
1: executive, executive. snood, please get, get it right.
3: There's very little. It looks like a it looks like a pair of underpants that have been washed loads and loads of times and have got lost all their shape. You know, you that, that kind off, of maybe that's what they yes. are. Maybe they double up.
1: <laughs> so horrible. so so for so for ten pounds, ladies and gentlemen, ten pounds. Don't delay. Log on to the club's job and get your snood today. And as as the usual, we always put in a disclaimer for each item. We on this podcast cannot confirm wearing a snood will actually get you VIP treatment or whether <laughs> it will give you the same high popularity levels of other executives at our football club. Yeah. Also, as men's pants, which look similar to the photo, tend to have dicks in them, You'll probably feel like one
2: wearing this too and discovering the
3: combined cost with delivery is 16 pounds 25. You ever worn a snood, Aaron? I've never worn
2: a snood. I'm like, fuck, worn a snood. I mean, what kind of, what kind of questions that, mate? What what kind of nonsense? We're mates, we can ask these these questions. I mean, I just don't understand it. Like, what's executive about it? It looks horrible. It really does look poor. You know, just, anyway, anyway.
3: (sighs) Anyway, should I do the vodka then, Michael?
2: Go for it, go for it, Mr.
3: Hart. So this is Mule FC Vodka, Vodka, the Crystal Edition. Ooh, I, I want to put a Russian accent on. Uh, it's probably incorrect politically to do this. Ooh, it is nearly Easter. What shall I buy as a kids? That's a bit French. You may find yourself asking, Do I buy an egg? Maybe some sweets? How about I log on to the club shop online and see what fantastic presents there for my primary school age children? Um, we are welcome to the right, you've come to the right place as alongside such items as the Zampa and Bellina fronted Mill Fried Egg Sweet Bag. Is that a thing, Michael?
1: Fried Egg Sweet Apparently bag.
3: so. The Mill Jelly Baby Sweet Bag and the Mill Fizzy Coca-Cola Bottles Sweet Bag is a child-friendly, child-friendly Mill FC Vodka Crystal Edition for an absolute steal of £37. That is strong. I'm just looking at the picture, listeners. You can be a proud owner of a bottle of Mill High Class Spirits in a bottle that looks like it's been made by a bored blindfold child in the Zoom Scouts meeting. Make sure you get this in time for our upcoming fixtures for the remainder of the season, as goodness knows, sometimes the I Follow coverage is enough to turn even the most teetotal fan to the bottle. Don't delay. Get online and get this bottle of vodka today. Disclaimer, we at Acton Mill do not encourage the drinking of such. We do. We encourage the drinking of such strong spirits early in the afternoon. Even though watching countless replays of throw-ins, when you scored with anger most. Have you ever seen the bottles of thirty-five percent booze in the sweet section? No, you haven't actually. Yeah. It's um, it's got like a glitter kind of look to it, isn't it? It's like um, like a little lion on the bottom, side of a bottle of vodka, picked out in in like, it looks like glitter in the photo. I don't know what it is. It's um, it's a very odd
2: mm. concept. Who buys this yeah. stuff?
3: Do people come buy it? I, I,
2: sw- I swear, a few years ago, girls in Essex were putting that on their um, that stuff on the. <laughs> You know what I mean, like, it was known as a uh, a vajazzle. Wasn't it known as a
3: vajazzle? I, what do I know? That, I, I'm still on. I follow and chill, mate. I,
2: maybe you get the well, you know, well, 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 middle vajazzle. Than vajazzle. Anyone, we, if we anyone from TOWIE wants to 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 sort of like, um, clarify, no, I'm no, sure no, they were putting they were lining their um. Their 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 regions. We're, we need we uh, need
3: female listener cal- cl- clarification on the on this as a, as a, as a was it for, was mm. it for jazz for jazz or
2: Michael, can I just say yeah. I've picked a brilliant one this week uh, on 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 the club shop, and that's the Millwall mint tin. Yeah, the mint tin. Uh, yes, yes. The Millwall mint. Tin. I mean, just you know, a tin of mints. That's it. it, it it's a tin <laughs> of mints. Oh dear, oh dear! And but it's the, the thing. The thing you is, have to pay two ninety nine to have it delivered as well. So that is a very expensive tin of mint. Not only is it um thirty seven pounds,
1: which I'm not sure who would buy this, and it looks like a vajazzle as we say. It is on the confectionery section of the club shop. So oh, is it? Is actually the, exactly the confectionery part? Oh, wow. So it is alongside children's sweets. So if they <laughs> click the wrong box, they might be getting a mint tin. Or they might be getting thirty-five percent vodka. Hence, the reason. Would you see this next to a copy of Frozen? Probably no, not.
2: No, you wouldn't. Yeah, no. but uh, the the thing is, you know, to some people in the supporter base, in the fan base, um, you know, uh, vodka may be considered confectionery. You know, it <laughs> you know, may be considered. Or just, some... just a starter. You yeah. know, I mean, what I want to say about the tenements is, is that. If you look at um the top, it says pay it please allow seven to ten working days to receive your order. My my desire and hunger for that tin of mints may have gone within seven to ten working days. And so I'll yeah. just be left with the tin of mints, a very expensive tin of mints, which are I'm looking at the sweet bags as well. Uh vanilla fudge, bit of vanilla fudge for you there, Nick. It's three lovely. quid a bag, mm-hmm. fruit salad, three quid a bag. It's not bad. The Valentine's Day, um, Okay, I didn't okay. get to catch, uh, I, well, I didn't catch any of the, the offers on Valentine's Day. Mickey, was there anything good Valentine's Day on, on the club shop section? I mean, the link's dead now. Anything? Probably not, in truth. <laughs> Probably not. Probably pink
1: meal things. you know, that kind of stuff. I didn't have a look myself, Aaron, personally, because I was too, uh, in my own world, thinking that the only people who would buy stuff, as you say, are the people who walk down the street um with the jazzles and snoots on. That's a bit oh, of a giveaway well, of who I, buys
3: I want to confess though boys I'm, I'm i'm quite liking the look of the middle dartboard i think that's that's got potential but then i i, I fear that maybe this might be a touch expensive for what i would look for from a
1: well, well, well shall i shall i lead shall go i lead? For the, go, go for the go, dartboard. Go, go, go. right okay so so to paraphrase what jason mcateer once allegedly shouted out to the snooker playing jimmy white when he saw him in the street 180. it's the Millwall <laughs> dartboard Recreate those historic nights from the last few years of the BDO World Darts Championship from a dull lit, atmosphereless venue like Indigo at the O2, with a darts board that looks like it could take centre stage, with Millwall Football Club and Lions logos and the Millwall badge surrounding the doubles, which will probably fall off if you go for a finish. This dartboard is the jaw-droppingly cheap price of. Are you ready, listeners? Aaron, are you ready? I'm ready. Fifty quid. Fifty bullseye. quid Oh no. Boom, boom. and and it will have those who have managed to buy an official vinmar michael van Gerwen designed diamond dartboard and dart set from argos for 35 quid green with envy don't delay get yourself on the occhi and order today (laughs) and the usual disclaimer ladies and gentlemen you did not hear us incorrectly when we said 50 quid also the michael van gerwin dartboard from argos which is 15 pound cheaper also comes with Two sets of darts, two, no, extra, but sets but of flyers, with two extra sets oh. of flies, two extra sets of shots, and a checkout table, and also a year's warranty. Nick, pass me the vodka.
3: Oh, mate, <laughs> you, you need. If you paid fifty quid, you would have been on that vodka. I mean, this this is at best. It's the kind. It's a conventional dartboard. Aaron, I mean, you go down to Decathlon, Argos, or wherever you you know, Amazon or whatever. It's a it's a dartboard like any other. And that, all, what they've done is basically printed the words I Millwall mean, Football Club around the the top of the um the circle. There's two lions badges on either side of the um, of the middle doubles, and then lions underneath. I mean, it's a you'd expect to pay maybe a, a ten or twelve pounds for it in decathlon. Really, um, fifty quid is someone's someone's having a laugh in my opinion for that i mean i would want a lot more for my 50 pounds my middle dartboard 50 pounds would buy me a, a proper image of peter de savary in the middle of it or i don't know um steve lomas or somebody so you could throw those darts at it and still play a, a proper game of, uh you know of the yeah, that's out.
2: not very nice nick can you not be a,
3: can you not be associated <laughs> with that's, such that's emotions just,
2: that's just a, that's just offensive nick um i've <laughs> no, <mate. I> mean, <laughs> never expected that from you mate Fucking hell.
1: We've got yeah, to have a dark cool.
4: light
3: you, up, one. We've
2: won through on the banks. Come on, lighten up. you want a mule
3: villain to throw your arrows at, surely. I mean, there's only so many. Are he in Holloway? Yeah, we could have him on there. But uh, I'm sorry if I'm, you know, if I'm if I'm offending anyone, listeners. I'm probably I don't think I Do am. you know
1: what though? For 50 quid, I'd want access to the qualifying round of the PDC. I'm not joking, of the world championship. <laughs> Fifty quid for a dark ball. Oh
3: dear. That's the, the... <laughs> that's the Mill Club Shop for you dear listeners welcome back Club Shop update
1: Uh, the number one Mill with the number one Mill podcast ladies and gentlemen this is
2: what you listen to that's it this is the kind of shit we churn out on a weekly basis absolutely absolutely
3: Absolutely. if that
2: ain't proper war I don't know what is yeah I just want to you're (laughs) ungrateful out there yeah Yeah, you're
1: ungrateful (laughs) like we won three on the bounce
3: I just want to close us boys if I can by just giving a shout out to the food bank this is by Kelly Webster of the Mill Line this is mm. you will be hearing the regular intro to the shows I'm just going to close it with um, at Lions Food Bank they she has a a, a skin called banquets which is where you can make some donation to 5 or 10 or whatever you can put in goes a long way it's um I think banquet is a kind of um it's like an account that buys bulk from Morrison Supermarket, so they're getting more for the money, helping families in SE16, they're in need. So it's a really good scheme. Kelly's doing major, major work on it. I'm really glad to be able to support um, the scheme from uh, from our, our side. And any any further donations, um, she, I think they'll actually take any physical donations. She's based at the Manor Estate off of Gullywall Road, so anything you can do. Is really really appreciated. That's at Lions Food Hub on doing Twitter. a
2: sterling job and shoes mate. Doing Absolutely, very, very job, she? um, so yeah, please do uh support it, chaps. Very quickly before we finish, uh, Wickham Wanderers on, yeah. on Saturday, um, a, a side that are trying to show a bit of fight, they come to the den and you know that they'll look to cause problems.
3: They will. I see it as being another scrap like we just had last night. I see another one on Saturday. It's going to be another tough game. Um, you know, we're going to have to bring the same attitude that we saw last night. Um, we, we we should have the quality to get past them, but it's it's a big three points. You know, every game from here onwards. And we've been joking all game all, all, all show about being on the fringes of the of of, uh, of of the playoff race. Well, this is where you you start to show it. Beating teams like. Birmingham beating teams, hopefully, like Wickham on Saturday. It's going to be a tough one. I, I, I think it, I think we'll do it, but I think it'll be a close run thing. How do you see it, Michael?
1: Uh, yeah, no, I have to. I have to agree. This was always um, a game, or even a fixture, wasn't it? That um, they'd always seem to do one over on us, or, or, or somehow yeah, us, but yeah. yeah yeah, but I think under um, under Gary Rail, I think he sort of has the sort of maturity, if you will, um, that he'll know how to to play against it. Um, Again, they're not particularly good, but they have a bit of fight. They have a bit of spirit about them, but I can't really see. I can't really see them coming and and scoring against us or, or getting three points. So I, I'm I'm going to go with like a quite comfortable two nil. I think okay. think another clean sheet.
2: Yeah, okay. I'll go one uh, nil. Uh, I will probably go. Uh, I think I'll go one nil as well, Nick. Close. It'll be very yeah. very scrappy, mate very yeah. very scrappy indeed uh, but I, I can see Millwall picking up all three points again it's on boys it's on <laughs> dream baby dream that's it that's <laughs> it um, gentlemen thank you for, for joining me again it's been a pleasure to be back as well um, you know it's been, it's been a while but uh, I've welcome had, back welcome as back as ever I've had fun as ever Michael thank you for your Wonderful expertise as usual in the uh, in the retail department, mate. It's very much appreciated. I can hear the pencils scratching away in the club <laughs> shop as they realise shit they're back onto us. Um, thank you to you for for listening to us, um, Nick. What what are the links at Acton Mill on Twitter? You know where to find us, don't you? I mean, everyone knows by everyone at
3: Acton Millwall. Um, anything for the food hub is sent to me. I'll forward it on to Kelly. But otherwise, it's at Lions Food Hub. Lions Food Hub. On the Twitter,
2: um, Michael, you missed out the flipping latte mug as well, mate. What the the day that Millwall fans are drinking fucking lattes, mate? Like, you know what happened to good old fashioned tea, like, ugh, Michael, you've let me down this week, mate. On the on the old club. Sorry, show,
1: mate. But, but it, I'll, 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 next time I'm on, when I'm next rotated on, um, we will have uh, latte mugs galore, um, and hopefully you've got your mint
2: time in Millwall world's best mum latte mug as well. <laughs> Hell, like Mother's Day oh I
1: could do an insert even if I'm not on that week there we are As that absolutely they're, 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 they're getting ready
2: for it mate they're getting ready for it
3: you're doing um, your um, 72 podcast later Aaron Is that yeah going,
2: that's it part five, 5 Live seventy two Plus podcast it's going to be fun as ever and I'll be talking about Roy Green and I'll mention a bit of Roy Green in there it's awesome. going to be you can get us on the uh, BBC Sounds on Sounds, Sounds BBC, app. BBC, app Sounds BBC Sport yeah uh, uh, website as well we're, we're on the front page but of course everyone knows i love the actor mobile um you. yeah until next time ladies and gentlemen thanks for joining us bye for now
0: thank you for listening to acting mobile if you enjoyed the show please head over to apple podcast and leave us a cheap little review over direction mobile till next time